0: Anya, it is now my favorite time of the year. I love fall. I live for all things fall. I live for sweaters. I live for lattes. And I live for fall animals. So foxes, squirrels, bats, all those cute little critters. They're like, I'm I'm here for them. So can you guess who we're talking to today? It's a fall animal.
1: It's a fall animal. And is it one that would fit in a purse? Would it fit? Is it need? Does it need to be outside at all times? Give give me some hints here.
0: So it can fit into a purse. Does not need to be outside. Can be a little nuts. <laughs> you, you 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 picking up on it yet?
1: <laughs> I'm picking up on it. I'm picking up on what you're putting down. Everyone, welcome, Peanut the Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, look at him. He's adorable. He
2: and his coat has smiling. changed,
0: though, over time, right? I feel like he used to have a lighter coat.
2: So it's funny. He sheds twice a year, and uh, he usually starts the year off like jet black. And through the course of the year, he gets this like, brown so his tummy is like full right now. I had to give him some <laughs> treats because he was being a big diva. <laughs> like, oh, Excuse me. God. Excuse me. Can you just turn around and say hi? So we're like, like, so energetic. Um, the funny oh thing about gosh. him is he's usually like really calm and laid back. And as soon as he sees the camera, he's just like, I got to be a shining star. <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, he's That's an influencer. So he knows it.
2: Right. He is he is everything now. I don't I don't know it's I live with a famous animal and it's uh it's a whole second job, <laughs> that, that doesn't pay. Holding a man
0: right, exactly. <laughs>
2: So I'm still waiting for that check or, you know, somebody else to pay the bills. But I guess it's just going to have to be me for a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: surprised that he hasn't gotten more sponsored content deals. Like That blows I my mean, mind. I feel like Nuts would be a really easy uh, sponsor.
2: So We've done quite a few now. Uh, we did nuts.com. We did Acorn oh, nice. Investments. Um, <laughs> he got his own brand. That's really Cool. Um, he did, mid, he got his own peanut butter flavor with a cat. So he's on the label of this peanut butter, which is pretty cool. Um, him and her both sit in a window together. So a couple years ago I did, I'm a cat lover. I'm an animal lover, but I never had time for a dog. And I've always just gravitated to cats. Um, so I was like, I really need a cat, but I need to find the one cat in the world that doesn't want to eat the animal he's supposed to eat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. I know, well, I know. And we, I found this one calico Maine Coon who's like 18 pounds and should eat him in one bite. And they're best friends. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, my god! And that's kind of what jump started this. Is they sit in the window together. <laughs> I know, I know. I have these. He won't, he won't go away from these nuts. <laughs> but they sit in the window together and they judge the neighbors. So we we. The internet comes As up with one different things that they think they say. And yeah, oh, it's funny. The first time I ever met my neighbors when I moved in, the woman who's like 75, um, come like frantically over to my door. She's like, there's a squirrel in your window. And I was like, oh, that's just peanut. And she was like, what? I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of rescued a squirrel a couple of years ago, and now he's going to be your neighbor. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she, for a long time, kept coming over to bring him treats and stuff. Um, so it's really great. A lot of people um, you know get a lot of joy and, and a lot of have a lot of fun watching our videos and stuff. and that's all I can ask for from this experience is totally. to be able to share the everyday things I do with him. If I brush my teeth, he's on my shoulder or he's like in the shower. <laughs> um, he takes my breakfast. So like everything I make videos of, I actually do in real life, and I have to fight him for it. So like eating waffles in the morning is a battle because he'll steal them and run away. Um, if I don't cook the oatmeal, he'll roll in it. So it's kind of like, you know, I was like, why don't I just share this with the world? So here we are just making weird, fun content for everybody. And uh, oh we've got to do some really cool stuff, especially like this, when people want to meet him and talk about him. I, I love it. Right? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I, we're I really
1: glad that you decided to share your journey and mm-hmm. your, your day-to-day, uh, adventures with <sighs> Peanut. Just- it's,
2: I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. So my name is Mark, and I live in the tri-state area. Um, I live in Connecticut, but I do I work in New York City. I'm a mechanical engineer, um, which kind of brings me to how I found him. Um, you know, I was leaving a project one day, and unfortunately, I saw his mom get hit by a car. Um, and as I got close to the intersection, I thought she was actually still alive, so I was going to go help her in any way possible. But she had already passed, and it was Peanut trying to walk him to the middle of the street. So I kind of ran in the street and um, tried to get him out right away. So I, I tried to scare him, um, and he didn't even budge. Um, as soon as I got closer, he just crawled up my leg. So here I am in the middle of New York City with the squirrel on my leg. So I took him home. I called uh, my family's vet and told them about it, and they were like, unfortunately, there's really nothing we can do. Um, we'll probably just euthanize him. And then I'm, I'm an animal lover. I immediately shut that down. Um, so I took a few days off of work and I, I did some research and I, I bottle fed him every day. Um, he was about five weeks old. He only had one eye open and he had a serious back limp. So it was kind of like when you're a kid and you find a hurt bird and unfortunately the bird doesn't survive that long. Um, that was worst case scenario, but here we are five and a half years later, um, with the squirrel just taking over my life. (laughs) Um, but um, I did rehab him for about eight months. Uh, my goal was to put him in my backyard because they do have like a, a very good woodsy backyard um, just so he would be close enough to home just in case he needed some shelter or some extra food. Um, or if he brought home babies, it would have been amazing. Um, but unfortunately a day and a half after he went outside, he ended up getting attacked by either a raccoon or a hawk or a cat. I'm not right, quite sure, but he is missing half of his tail. So it is a little shorter than, than your average squirrel. Um, so I did open up the door the the next day and he was laying on the porch and I saw his tail. So I immediately started crying and I called his name. He ran inside. Um, and that was the end of his wildlife career. Um, I tried to do like the harness and leash thing. I did have like a company make him a custom one, um, but he did not like it. He didn't want it. Um, I could dress him up. He has cowboy hats and devil horns and you name it, he has it. And the leash was just a no go for him. Um, so we, we bit that, bit that in the butt real quick. Um, so Peanut came a a strictly indoor squirrel from there. Um, so I was able to train him to use a litter box and he lets me bathe him and clip his nails. And i like run a spa by day and a cleaning (laughs) service and I'm a chef. So (laughs) I, I, I came up with a lot of traits that I didn't know I, I had to, to start learning. So. You know, it's, it was a process and it was a lot of fun, but it, it did have a lot of, you know, tough times. Um, I didn't really understand how much a squirrel needed, you know, that much attention. Um, but thankfully, you know, our bond grew and we were able to uh, just make it a lot of fun.
1: And now, I, I feel like most people wouldn't stop to check on a squirrel if they'd been hit. Is this something you had done in the past as far as stopping to? you know, see if you could help an animal or what, was this just something that came out in you in that moment that you felt like you needed to, to check to check on him?
2: So I have always been like that. Um, you know, animals have always been like my support system. Um, you know, I do have some really bad anxiety and stuff like that. So I've always, you know, found it uh, soothing to have animals around and I've always loved and cared them for them. You know, um, they give you unconditional love and they just, they never judge you. So it's, it's always been great. Um, so, you know, I've, I've rescued so many animals through the course of my childhood. Um, and my parents could contest to that because, um, I think I I brought home a duck. I rescued (laughs) a duck once, um, (laughs) multiple cats, multiple dogs. Um, so when I called my family, um, and told them I found a squirrel, it wasn't a surprise at all. It was just like, all right, come on, let's go. Let's start this journey now. Um, so the support system was there. Um, but yeah, I have always been the one to kind of just go out of the way. Um, for anything, um, you know, again, spreading positivity and joy has always been something good, and you know, helping people in need, um, which has been really great for this this platform. We've been able to do a lot of charity work and uh, meet a lot of amazing families that wanted to meet Peanut, and especially a lot of children. Um, it's just been a really great experience to be able to share him and uh, his story because it is like a Disney um, kind of story where you know you got him ready for the wild, and then he got attacked, but then he came home and he survived. So. Uh, you know it's kind of like the perfect fairy tale sad story um, that I just love to share where did you go
1: what what was the first animal that you did bring home what do you remember
2: um, it was a cat um, <laughs> and it was my worst choice because I'm dating myself a little bit um, this was on Craigslist and I really really wanted a calico cat always so I went and got this calico cat I came home and I told my parents I found her in a field. Um, and she had fleas, and she gave everybody fleas. <laughs> so my first experience with oh rescuing like an animal was not a good one, <laughs> but I guess if you set the bar low enough, you really can't go any further <laughs> right. under it. So uh, so <laughs> we went up from there, um, and, and now I kind of spend my life with a squirrel who's just kind of meerkatting on the ground. <laughs> can you come back That's here? true.
0: You can only move up and in- – up in the world after you've had fleas. I feel like that's probably like 100%. I figured I'd
2: set the bar low and just get it out of the way and uh, move up from there.
0: (laughs) One thing that surprised me is that the vet's default response to this was to put him down. Like I, like there was no suggestion of going to like a wildlife rescue or anything like that.
2: So there was, but our our area is not really filled with with a lot of oh, uh, rehabbers, and most of them are always really full. And he'll probably just perch up there and sit there and watch now because that's what he does. Um, so um, that was that was the default answer, and yet the 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 secondary choice was to bring in the squirrel and they would euthanize him. Um, and that's just kind of the world we live in, where like I don't know if. You know, you're not taught in that field or you just don't want the responsibility of it. But a lot of people just carelessly throw these animals away. Hmm. Um, and I just couldn't have that happen. As soon as I called the rehabber, I could just tell she she couldn't take out another animal. And I figured, you know, how how hard it could it be? And uh, it turns out it is really hard. <laughs> and... Uh, and that's when I started the Instagram is when I found him. I figured if I couldn't find enough information on the Internet, there's somebody on Instagram that has.
0: Oh, a small, okay. Like it
2: can't be the first time this happened. Um, and I ended up running into some incredible people who helped me along the way. Um, through the eight months, they were there, you know, through every scenario possible. Um, so that's what I try to do now is, you know, spread that tr- that that knowledge for people who find squirrels because I I never found a squirrel prior to this or never even come close to one and here people are finding four or five at a time they're like what um, so yeah just just uh, you know keeping the messages open for for people to reach out and stuff like that I do my best to try to you know get to everybody um, but again um, as I'm here to you know help the animal I know a lot of people try to find you know an exotic or a unique animal to kind of sell themselves on the internet. Um, it doesn't really work like that. Um, you know, the animal's got to come first and then just make sure that the the animal is going to get, you know, the proper care or the proper,
1: um,
2: you know, whatever in life just to just to be able to live that that proper life.
0: It's amazing that there were so many online resources for squirrel rehab. It's so cool. I didn't know that. And do you remember what one of the first things you read was or anything that surprised you during those early research days? I think you were like, oh my God, what it is this? Works.
2: Right. It was how long they could potentially live. And it's between 10 and 20 years. I, oh, wow. I, I, I didn't realize shot. their
1: lifespan oh. was that long.
2: Yeah. So I like cat and dog, maybe like close to a bird's each. And, you know, outdoors, they don't really survive that long. I think the average is a couple of years. Um, just due to the weather and their predators and stuff like that, so I, I, I think sometimes I look at him and I dress him up and I can see the the face he gives me. I'm like, oh my god, this squirrel's going to outlive me because he's going to bury me in my backyards. Um, so yeah, that was like the first shocker to me, and then kind of like the different nutritional factors of their food and stuff. Because again, people associate squirrels with just nuts. So, um, it turns out that some nuts actually pull the calcium out of their body and calcium is very important to their, their daily nutrition. Um, so there's a lot of key factors that I needed to focus on that I didn't know anything about because here I was with a scroll in my hand, feeding him peanuts. And that was like the last, last thing I was supposed to be doing, but he was loving them. So I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to keep feeding him. And that's how he got his name is because I couldn't get him to drink anything. The formula he didn't want to touch. Um, nothing. But as soon as I pulled out the bag of peanuts, his face was in the peanuts, just going to tap. Um, but that was my biggest challenge with him is he's just such a picky eater that he wouldn't eat the formula. I had to customize, make a formula. He wouldn't eat it. So then I had to mix up the powder of the formula with avocado and make like guacamole. And then he would stick his face all the way in it. <laughs> so um, there was a lot of challenging things.
0: Sounds pretty good. And, uh, Maybe I would try. That. It was
2: it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but I am a stubborn Italian, so the patience I was born without. Patience. <laughs> um, so I had to find them very quickly, um, especially with him. So I do, I do use him to tell people how much of a like the change in my life happened because of him. Because I'll never forget the first time I yelled at him, and he stepped up to try to fight me, and I was like, "What,
1: what did what? you? What were you yelling uh, at be, him like, about? What? What? What did you?" Was, What did he do? He
2: was in the kitchen trying to get to the bread. And I was like, I just went up and I was like, hey, like, get out of there. And he just, like, turned around and he made his, like, little chatter noise, which, like, is a warning that, like, I'm going to attack you. And I was like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do about it? And he started to approach me. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) take it easy. What what
1: does it look like when a squirrel uh, is going to start a fight with you? Is he throwing, was he throwing hands?
2: (laughs) He he does throw hands, which is pretty funny. (laughs) Um, But he'll like flutter his tail and just like turn into a monster. And (laughs) it's the funniest thing. But since then, he's never done it again. Um, And he'll do it. Now and not know what it means. So like I'll wake up and give him his food, and he'll be doing it to Abby and like wagging his tail. And then I'm like, just shut up! Like we're all grumpy. It's Monday. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! And I mean, you you touch on something as far as just you know the the bonds that we can build build with animals. And you know, a, a squirrel. We, we've had the opportunity to talk with people who have you know, animals that aren't traditional in the sense of what we're conditioned to build bonds with. Um, Mm -hmm. It seems like it came very naturally to you, though, to just build this bond with the squirrel, an animal that we, you know, that they do treat as, as rodents in the city and try to get rid of. And you saw something special in building a relationship with him.
2: It, it was just kind of one of those moments where, yeah, he's my fluffy tree rat right off the bat. Um, that's, that's it. Hands down. Cause everybody tries to give me like, you live with a rodent, you live with a rat. I'm like, Hey, it's fluffy tree rat. If you're going you know, to call him
0: out. <laughs>
2: um, but it just, that was the, the most sentimental thing to me is that our bond came so naturally, like nothing was ever forced. And we just kind of like fed off of each other. Like, Like we were able to communicate in different ways and it it kind of just, and this is why I like to share this experience, but also tell people that you're not going to go out and find a squirrel that has the bond that I have with peanut. Um, because it's just, it's literally once in a lifetime. Um, and it, it, just, it just came natural. Um, and it was just like step by step. I would sit with him while he ate his food, and he would sleep on my lap while I did work. And it was just like those little moments where I really, you know, you, you don't really think too much about it when it's a cat or it's a dog because it's like a normal thing. But those those tiny little moments really made this bond what it is because he was able to trust me. Um, he, he was able to, you know, find comfort in anything that we did, um, whether it was – Uh, you know, brushing our teeth and stuff. And in some cases, you know, there are a few things that scare him and some that don't like if a cop car goes by, it scares him and he immediately hides. If it's the toothbrush, he's totally fine with it. So it's kind of like we had, I had to figure out what he was okay with and just, play around it. And, it. and it just worked. Everything he happened to enjoy, it was my daily life. So I wake up, I have to wake him up because he's a superstar. He doesn't have to wake up early. Um, so I'm over here like knocking out his nest to wake him up because he doesn't want to wake up. And then we just start our day together and he's literally on my shoulder until I leave for work or the gym. And he's right back waiting for me when, when I come home. Um, but it was, again, yeah, like I just attribute a lot of the time that I took to just sit with them. And again, it wasn't me going out of my way or sacrificing anything. It was just, you know, the moments where you're watching TV, just hang out with them and, or like just relaxing in bed, having run around and feel comfortable. So, um, I know a lot of people have families and they have relationships and they have all this stuff, so they really can't do the things that I did, um, which is again, why I try to spread as much knowledge, um, because no matter what I say, I just want to be the person you can come to for questions or, or comments when it comes to a squirrel. Um, I don't want you to um, me come off as I'm trying to tell you what to do, because who am I to tell you what to do? I just want to make sure that the animal is going to be as, in the best situation as possible, because no matter what I say, if we hang up the phone, you're going to do whatever you want anyways. So I want to give you the right proper information for you to choose what you want to do with it. And for the most part, I've come into a lot of Uh, you know, situations where people do realize that maybe they bit off a little more than they chew um, and they realize they were doing it a lot more for themselves than they were for the animals. So it's good to be able to politely and and nicely tell people, you know, maybe this isn't for you instead of, uh, you know, I, I I bumped into a lot of people that if you don't follow their rules, it's kind of like my way or the highway with, with that, I'll actually try to find where your location is and like call animal control and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's just, just, being nice is not really hard, but again, in our world these days, it's it's you know something that's really unlikely. Um, but again, I'm not here to get famous. I, I never was famous. I'm the same person I was before this all happened, um, and just just love animals. Um, animals are the best part of the day. So,
1: do you think the more is, I can do, the better? Is you know is Peanut on the run from something? If he's afraid of cop cars, what what do you know? What you can? Uh, is he you know? <laughs> in hiding?
2: <laughs> he, just, like, he gets in a meerkat position with his paws up and he just crosses them and he just like perks his ears up and then that's that's as much as he's afraid. Um, every once in a while he might just like scurry upstairs, uh, but that that's the point of like his awareness. Um, again, he just lacks so much squirrel attributes that I don't even think he knows he's a squirrel. Um, just because like, he'll just walk up to the cat and sniff the cat. And this cat is three times the size as he is. If she wanted to, he could, he would be one bite. And it's just like those, those little things where you realize like, wow, he really could not have survived outside. And it makes me feel a little bit better about myself that I'm not doing it. Um, for myself, it's, it's, he truly wouldn't be able to. Um, I think I tell everybody in my TikTok lives and stuff, he's one or two bites away from chewing through the screen and the window. If he really wanted to go outside, Um, he just, and I've had, I've done a few interviews where they asked me because I can keep the front door wide open and he won't even go near it. Oh wow. Um, It just, just did the PTSD he has. So one, one um, interview, they asked me to do it and I did it and he just ran upstairs. And I was like, this is, you know, I want to just prove to people that, you know, he's not here for me. Um, He's, he's got, everything She's he happy. here. I'm not doing it for me. And, uh, he truly smiles every once in a while. So it is, it's a cute thing. Um, it's more of me fearing that he's going to kick me out of the house.
1: <laughs> well, you, he's taken I mean, you over. Bring it, you bring up though, I think I, something that we have discussed in the past with other people who have famous animals on the internet, particularly ones that, you know, are more wildlife. Uh, and, I think there is, I think I you might probably are seeing a trend too where people are getting animals for the sake of getting them famous, whether it's adopting a right. unique looking dog or cat or wanting to rescue an animal because they think that it will get them some sort of clout on the internet. Um, and I'm curious in, in your experience with, with having this platform now, how important do you feel like it is for you to educate people on that the animal's well-being comes first and foremost versus putting them on the internet right away. And I actually just read a piece um, about the, the growing world of the animal influencer world. And that is something that these animal influencer owners are really trying to focus on because so many brands now want to work with them that they don't want to overwork their animals either and just let them be a normal animal.
2: 100%. And you touch on so many things that I, I try to spread as much of my experience as possible because I, I do get recognized and, and not in a cool way. Like I'll be walking down New York City and there's like, oh, there's Squirrel Daddy. And I'm like, my name is Mark. Like, <laughs> um, um, So I, I again, a lot of people take a little bit of a following or a little bit of going viral and they, they get egotistical and they, it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about trying to make as much money as possible. It's, they go down the wrong, they, they do the wrong things that they truly want to be successful and also care for the animal. Um, because at one point he did get a lot of, um, sponsorships and he was asked to do a lot of things. And, you know, I had to call them back and cancel a lot of them because they didn't want to overwork him. Um, you know, the videos and stuff that I take are on his time and on hit, if he's not feeling it, I don't force him. Um, and, and that's it. And there's a lot of times throughout the week where he just doesn't want to be looked at. He doesn't want to be touched. He's the, yeah, he's like identical to a cat, like where he wants to be next to you, but don't want to be touched. And when he wants to be touched, he'll tell you he wants to be touched. And then when he's not feeling it, I cannot force him and I will never force him to do it. But I have met other animal influencers and they don't really, I, again, I don't talk about peanut if I don't have to. So I don't walk around being like, I have this famous animal. He has millions of followers. Poly- it doesn't make, you, you just look stupid when you say stuff like this. But I have come into contact with people who actually do this and they don't know it's me. So, and and I kind of just like flip the script and go, you know, like what you're saying just makes you look like a terrible person. And if you did this properly, you could also like influence other people into doing the right thing instead of going and buying animals they shouldn't have, let alone buying an animal and, um, you know, take it for what it is. Um, never in this journey did I think I would ever have him have millions of followers. Never did I think I'd be doing TV interviews or even, you know, being lucky enough to be on this. um, It was never like something for me. Um, I just kind of enjoyed it. But if we live in a life now that like you can go to school for eight to 10 years and make no money and do something on the internet that makes you a millionaire. And people see, you know, the few animal influencers um, do what they do, and they're immediately trying to go get that animal, trying to do the same thing. And it's all about them. So I just kind of tell people that you know, as cool as it is to say he's got a million followers, that's about it. That you get three seconds of being cool, and then people realize it's not you, anyways. It's the animal. Right. So it's the animal who's really, really the star. It,
0: and you right. touched on something and that's, that's so important. And I think why you and Peanut have done so well as a team is because your content is authentic. It's real. It feels genuine. And I can see there are so many of these wannabe animal influencers who are, it's so contrived, the storytelling, like you can tell that it's right. stage and the outfits and everything else. There's nothing organic about it and about like the person behind the scenes right. as well. And that's what really makes somebody interesting to follow.
2: That's, and that's what's fun for me because he's a one and dot. There's not going back to the camera and going, all right, I kind of look bad, whatever. We got to do it again. No, it's that was what I got is what I got. (laughs) There's nothing about it. And, you know, I, during the hype of this stuff, I'm a single guy that lives in a house by myself. I don't have tripods and like places to put my phone. So I'm like leaning my phone up against a water glass and I'm, I'm like putting it on like old furniture and stuff. So and then the internet takes that and it flips the script, you know, like I'll be cleaning his room and they'll be like, oh, you're in your fitness clothes showing off your body. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a single guy. I'm literally just, I have one table in his room and that's where I can put the camera. And they're like, this is about you. I'm like, I'm cleaning scroll pee out of a litter box. This is not a good look for me. Like this is where we kind of just takes some people. And again, you have to take the good with the bad because there is a lot of hate that you get no matter what you're doing and some of the stuff that I literally looked at as educational to be like, this is one of the biggest reasons why you shouldn't have a squirrel. I clean his room every day. And I have to deep clean. And I'm like, pulling Rotten food out of his nest, and people are like, "Oh, I could see is your butt." I'm like, "That's what you got out of this, is that?" <laughs> and it's not like I'm naked; like I'm in my normal workout clothes, and people are like, "Oh my god, this is all about your booty." I'm like, I, 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 "Did you did you miss the actual video where there's a squirrel living in a house?" And people are like, "No, that's not what I saw. There's a squirrel in there." Like, I'm like you got to be kidding me. This is what the world is about now. <laughs> It's, it's one of those things where I never <laughs> never thought it would happen. But again, it's a one and done for me. Um, and if he doesn't get it, we don't get it for the day. And I have to post something else. But thankfully, if he's really you know, feeling it that one day, I'll just change my clothes and I'll get enough content for the week. So if he's not having a few days that he doesn't want to, I have enough oh, content smart. for those, yeah. the rest of the week. Um, so that people, and, and then, you know, I, I, myself have gotten a few cool sponsorship with like clothing companies and, and stuff like that. I've never taken money. I've always told the companies to either send me something cool or donate money to a rehab facility or, or anything, um, like that. So I did get a cool, like gym clothing sponsorships or visit. Like, you wear all the same clothes. I'm like, cause that's what they asked me to do. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Like your outfit's need to change. So, Like <laughs> this is not about me. It's about the
1: animal. <laughs> maybe if you wore maybe here? if you wore squirrel suits in every video, then <laughs> yeah. maybe they they'd stop focusing on your butt so much.
2: <laughs> I, I put on a squirrel costume. I even went to the gym in my squirrel costume to get contact. Get out. And <laughs> yeah. So I. A really cool fitness company reached out to give me some supplements, so I went and did a handstand in my scroll.
1: I saw that. That is very impressive. Wait, yeah, I, I missed that. I appreciate that. Thank
2: you. Um, <laughs> uh, I literally only. Taught myself to do handstands just so I can get that content. Other um, that, I just—I'm a—I'm a sweets guy. I do donuts and cookies all day long. So it's the only reason why I go to the gym. I don't care what I look like. I just enjoy eating food. So um, if the conversation at the gym is not about peanut, it's about cookies that I'm going to go eat afterwards. So that's,
1: that's that's my life. So you you said you said you're single. So when if you tell someone about peanut and they don't know about peanut and you have to tell this person, listen, peanut is number one and you're gonna you're you're not ever gonna be the priority if peanuts around. I, what well, what's that conversation look is like? <laughs>
2: So you are, you're either the coolest person or the weirdest person. You don't get any other reaction. And um, you know. thankfully, I found somebody really incredible because of Peanut. So it actually worked out. Um, at the beginning of this entire journey, I wanted to pull my personal life away from his. I never wanted this to be because a lot of people saw me and they were like, oh, there's a guy with a small animal. He must be trying to pick up women left and right and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, I'm no, no, I'm very introverted. I am not reaching out to anybody. Um, and somebody really special reached out to me and and we hit it out of the park and, um, she's going to be joining a lot of the, the videos and stuff. Um, but she looked at me one day on our first date and she was like, we got to come up with a different story. And I was like, why you didn't like that you slid into my squirrels DMs. (laughs) She was like, yeah, we're not telling that. Uh, We're not telling that story. We're going to tell somewhere where you tried to pick me up. And I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Oh, that's so much less interesting. It has
0: to be about peanut.
2: Right. It's got to be about peanut. But, you know, there was a few scenarios where um, I've gone on dates and I get there and they're like, you're that guy on the internet. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And they're like, no, wait, this is you. And I'm like, oh, can we not talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> can we not talk about this? This doesn't make me look better. It kind of like is counterproductive, um, especially because if you catch the person that's like, oh, it's a rat.
1: Yeah. Um, that you're, well, that, uh, I, I think, think that's a good filtering system though, right? As far as like that is g- gauging – what that person's compassion and empathy looks like around animals that we traditionally aren't uh, taught to be compassionate towards. Uh,
2: The funniest little side comment is that peanut is a great icebreaker. So the amount of people that came home, came over to take selfies with him to put on their dating app to break the ice astronomical. Um and literally everywhere I went, can I come over to take a selfie with your squirrel so I can put it on my dating app? So then I would get well, uh, you, like all of these people would come over well, and take photos. I mean with you them.
1: might Peanut might be behind a lot of successful relationships.
2: Right. We even did a marriage proposal. What? Uh, <laughs> we got to do a really cool marriage okay proposal. you have to tell us
0: a little bit about <laughs> that. And I've got some other questions, but like let we gotta hear about the marriage proposal.
2: Of, of course. Of course, uh, he actually got invited to be on the app called Cameo <laughs> so people can come and ask for private videos. And so they reached out. And apparently, you you can't just sign up. You have to be a celebrity. So they, they sent me an email. they were like, Peter's a star. Let's get him on here. And I was like, OK, you know, that, that'll be pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, he'll get a few here and there, whatever. And then the first like two weeks were like 200 requests. And I was like, oh, my God, here we go. So about a month ago, this man uh, reached out and sent me this long essay. He was like, I have been with my woman for about five years, and we followed her entire journey from when Peanut was a baby to now, and I would love for you to make him a little video um, proposing to my, my fiancé. Um, and we did it. And she said, Oh, yes. good. And it they was a success. <laughs> oh, that's
1: so Things sweet. It was a
2: success. Um, <laughs> they actually both like called in and we FaceTimed and they personally met Peanut afterwards. So it was really cute. Uh, like fun little, little thing. Um, but we've met so many like amazing families throughout this. Um, like every Wednesday we deemed Wednesday, Waffle Wednesday, and uh, every Wednesday, I get a phone call from this little girl and her grandma, and she eats a waffle with peanut.
0: Oh my goodness! Um, so it's just
2: like those little things that you know are ten minutes of your life to to make somebody so happy. Um, again, it's that's what brought me so much joy to be able to do this. Is little things like that. It was never money for me or sponsorships or anything waffle like that. Um, that kind of just flowed. Um, um, but again, it was never, that was never the main goal of this. It was just, you know, I have a really awesome animal that's very unique and I also have an animal that should eat him, but <laughs> she doesn't, um, uh, I need to share this with the world. <laughs>
0: and, and I'm curious, is Peanut good with other people or is it, are you like the person for him or is he like, if Anya and I were to suddenly like appear, would he give us the flickering tail and like the, uh, the little chatty, chatty sounds or would he, you know, approach us?
2: You would get the complete opposite, and it would actually make me (laughs) mad because he does this all the time where he meets new people and he's so likable and he's so nice to them that I'm like, Hi, like I'm in the background. (laughs) Like, if somebody wants to talk to me, that would be nice. Um, he just like. I, I always tell this story because this is – it was probably one of the funniest moments. Um, the cable man came over to to fix something in the house, and I didn't tell him about the <laughs> nut. He was like, I need to go upstairs to one of the other TVs. And I was like, oh, um, there's a squirrel upstairs. And he was like, like in the attic? And I was like, no, I kind of have a pet squirrel. He was like, no, you don't." Know. So I took Peanut downstairs and immediately Peanut jumped on this guy and was like running circles around him, Was sitting on his shoulder. And he was just like in awe. He ended up like calling his family, FaceTiming his family. Everybody met Peanut um, and stuff like that. Um, so I've been able to do that a lot um, just to bring random people over that have, you know, followed him for so long and they're in the area. Obviously, I make sure you're not going to come and kill me, but um um, I've had nothing but success when it came to people coming to meet him, um, especially people from the internet. Um, again, I, I, find families with kids. Um, we just recently had a family come over with her, two kids, and both of them held peanut while he ate his nuts. And we got some really good footage of it and it was super cute, um, so it's, it's a pleasure to be able to to do this meet and greets and and have him not try to eat somebody.
1: When I, I'm <laughs> first of all, I I have the same experience with my dog when people just pay attention to her and then she starts ignoring me and then it I I, I it makes yeah. me feel sad and like just you know used goods essentially after everything I've done for her. Uh, but but in in this case with 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 Peanut, have people shared stories with you around how maybe one, either meeting him or just seeing your relationship with him, um, how it's maybe changed how they view animals, largely speaking, and, and maybe being a little bit more compassionate. Do you think it's had an impact in people in that way?
2: Uh, definitely. Um, and it's the power of the internet has really kind of swayed in the right way in that sense, um, where I get a lot of messages from people being like, you know what, I used to just like, try to run over squirrels, or I used to hunt squirrels. Um, or I used to do this, and I hate them. And, and seeing your interaction kind of changed that for me. And they definitely show the more compassion side. They're like, I swerve out of the way for squirrels, or I slow down. Or every time I see a squirrel, I think of peanut. Um, and stuff like that. So that, that was really uh, nice and genuine from people that, you know, start off being like, ah, this is just like a dirty mm-hmm. rat. You know, it's, it's just like, it's not even an animal. It's a rat. It's a rodent. How do you live with this? You let it in your kitchen, um, stuff like that. Um, I, I will never forget this because this was kind of the turning point for me. It almost made me shut down the uh, the channel for a bit. Um, I got a message from a lady in Canada. and. Canadians, I I played hockey my entire life. I've gone to Canada many, many times. Everybody there has been just so wonderful. And then you come back to the States and you get like a different reaction. So I've always been like, Canada people are just, Canadians are really, really nice people. So this woman reached out and she sent me a message. She was like, oh, you were on TV. And it was a really great segment. Um, You should check it out. So she sent me the link and unfortunately I couldn't use it because it wasn't in Canada. So I had called a rehabber friend. So she watched it and she called me back and she was like, Mark, like, you don't want to see this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was on TV. Like, why wouldn't I want to see this? And they were like, they bashed you for about five minutes. Like, these three women went on TV and just absolutely bashed you. And I was like, like, how? Like, and she sent me the video. She, like, took a screen video of the video. And it was, like, three women being like, oh, this, like, narcissistic, egotistical man um, using his scroll to, to, for his own personal needs. Like, I'd never eat in his house because his scroll is in the kitchen. Like, make sure where you eat your food, like, he's in bowls and like stuff like that. And, oh my oh, gosh, it's stuff. And I was like, like, I was like, if you just reached out for about two minutes and actually understood what we're doing, like, you wouldn't have that perception mm-hmm. of it. And, the amount of people that reached out to this news station and they actually reached out and apologized. And I was like, I was like, not for nothing. Like all you had to do was like simply send me a message or reach out and we could have had this conversation instead of just trying to bring somebody down for literally no reason. Um, you know, if you like really needed to know, I bought separate bowls (laughs) and dishes so that I could get the content. People don't eat out of the same bowls that, (laughs) you know, rolls around.
1: First of all, 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 I've been on enough dates. I've been on enough (laughs) dates with men to know that I would not eat out of their bowls and they live alone. They don't even have a squirrel. (laughs) So
2: (laughs) 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 I (laughs) yeah. You've got to get Peanut
0: on Sex and the City because I will never forget that episode where Carrie Bradshaw says uh, she's got, like, what, a squirrel in her apartment? She's like, it's a rat but in a cuter outfit. So I'm thinking, like, that next Sex (laughs) and the City reboot, Peanut's got to make an appearance.
2: (laughs) uh, uh, That was one of the coolest things is a lot of celebrities had reached out and just said how awesome he was um we've gotten to meet a ton of cool people um we're we we got the opportunity to potentially be on jimmy fallon so there's some really cool up-and-coming stuff uh um, we have um a stuffed animal coming out for the holidays oh, that cool. all the proceeds are going to, to let us know when that's out and for sure like and we'll put that in our year, newsletter oh absolutely um last year um um over like the holidays thanksgiving and christmas i linked up with this incredible woman um, in the midwest never met her never spoke to her ever she just kind of messaged me and we linked up and we put together this um, incredible charity event um, where people donated clothes and toys and essentials for people who um, were struggling for the holidays you know COVID hit really hard um it was just it was a terrible time for everybody and we ended up getting over, I think, $15,000 worth wow. of donations.
1: Um, wow.
2: Being with like clothing and toys and stuff like that. And I'll never forget it the poor Amazon man who started to bring, I, we, I had put the link up and I had 200 boxes at my house. The Did Peanut
1: day. think they were and all the for guy him? Kind of <laughs>
2: oh he was running up and down the boxes chewing them open i had to like buy toothbrushes again because he just started to like chew on the toothbrushes and i'm like dude these aren't yours <laughs> these are not yours um uh, but I'll, I'll never forget the amazon guy came in and he was like what are you buying and i was like uh i have i have uh influencer animal and he was like what kind of animal do you have do you have like a tiger and peanut was sitting in the window and i was like (laughs) oh my god and he was like that was a squirrel and i'm like do you want to come in and meet him so you know what's going on so he came in and he met him and i was like listen i i apologize in advance but there's going to be like many days of you lugging a lot of stuff so give me a call when you're here and i'll come and help you out um but it was an incredible experience and we we donated to a domestic violence survivor shelter and a a kid's um, children's services. So it was really, really great to uh, be able to do that. Again, I never, I kind of did the process of posting stuff about it, but I didn't post anything of me um, bringing the toys and stuff just because like the negative impact on that, a lot of people started to reach out being like, you're doing this for yourself. Like, yeah. uh, if I was getting
1: toys
2: or money, um, then yeah, but I'm trying to help other people who are having a tough time. It's not about me. Um, when you, I would never uh, go down the path. When of that. you
1: first posted about Peanut, what what was the first post, and what was the initial response like?
2: So it was definitely a little bit of both. Um, it was the first day that he was in oh. my hands. Um, I had gloves on because um, I had this perception of a scroll. He's got rabies, <laughs> right. and he's got all these diseases. And all this stuff. So here I am fully clothed in like a hoodie and sweatpants with my gloves on. And I'm laying on the ground and he's on my chest just kind of like doing circles. Um, and everybody was like, it was a mix. He was like, oh, my God, that's the cutest thing in the world. And half the people were like, get that thing outside. Um, <laughs> and it was funny because all of the people ended up just combining to, to watch the journey. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen. A lot of people were very supportive and you know, reached out if I needed any help. Um, but it was definitely a mix so i would say 50-50 where people were like this is gross get it out of your house stop rescuing all these animals and the other people being like i got you
1: <laughs> and, and, and did you bond? become oh, oh sorry Anya. sorry julia no, oh,
0: i was going to say go like ahead. since you've become such like you know your your page your presence on the internet you become such a source of information for people about squirrels and raising a squirrel is there a question that you get asked more often than not about like Squirrel 101? I'm just curious. Like, what is the most asked question that you get? I think
2: the, it's, it's definitely the rabies. Oh, okay. It's, it's definitely, you know, it's it's the rabies question. And I, I believe, uh, um, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like 10 to 20 cases a year um, in rabies in squirrels. Um, so it's very, very rare. Um, the only thing that I've ever come into health problems with, peanut was a couple fleas, so a quick flea bath when he was young. And that nipped that. But a lot of people are like, oh, my God, aren't you worried about rabies? And I'm like, he's been in my house for five years. One of us would have already <laughs> if we had rabies. Like, I haven't shown the mouth yet, so I think I'm all right. Um, but that's definitely – if it's not that, it's definitely how long okay. they live. Um, those are definitely the two highlighted questions. And then they kind of go into, like, what he eats and stuff like that.
1: Well, it sounds like he's just had such an amazing impact on your life. And I, I still think that we – often underestimate the impact that animals can have on us from a mental health standpoint um, and just the joy that they can bring us day to day. And it's just so great to see you sharing that and taking the time to shoot that stuff and to also use the platform in a really positive way to to help other people that isn't just self-serving.
2: That, that was my whole goal throughout this. And, you know, it took me 31 years of my life to actually discuss mental health with other people. Um, it was kind of something I was ashamed about. And men's mental health is not talked about as much as it should be. Um, that stigma is still there. So, you know, through the course of this, I started to kind of branch out to that because there'd be days where, or weeks where I didn't post something new and everybody's like, are you okay? What's wrong with peanut? And I'm like, it's kind of me. you yeah, like, you know, so there's struggles that I have in, in daily life where you know I've, I have some some past problems that I've gone through that really kind of negatively impacted my depression and anxiety. So you know I kind of go in touch about it um, on the internet and I always kind of reach out. Um, I know I'm just a stranger to to everybody on the internet, but if you just need somebody to talk to or just kind of vent to, I always kind of just you know preach that. I'm always you know available to talk about stuff like that. And, you know, it's helped me cope with a lot of things to be able to talk about what I've gone through, um, whether it be somebody I'm close with or a stranger. Um, You know, my biggest um, thing for me was I was always so afraid of how people were going to perceive me after I tell them, you know, my story. And so I just kind of bottled it up. And one day out of the blue on Instagram I was just like hey guys you know I'm just kind of having a rough time and a lot of people reached out and I was able to you know share my story with people who could relate or understood and you know it opened up a whole different level of you know this page and again I never wanted to bring it to me issue but I just kind of tell people how how much peanut has been so supportive to you know my mental health um, stuff that I'm going through and, you know, how, when I'm having a really bad mental day that I just kind of, you know, go and have fun with him. And it kind of breaks me out of, you know, the consistency of feeling, you know, of, you know, my normal feelings when I have my anxiety. Um, so I just kind of, you know, show people like, Hey, you know, if you're having a bad day, um, you know, hop onto the page, watch some of these videos. If it doesn't help, like reach out to me. Um, I know I'm a stranger, but again, it's, it's much easier to just talk instead of bottling it up. Um, cause I did that for so long. Um, and you know, I'm just so glad that I was able to break that habit. So I do, you know, put myself in a vulnerable position to talk about it, but also, you know, help people out as well. And
1: do you, I mean, how much do you attribute, I guess, having this page and, and I guess realizing that you have this platform, um, to talk about some of the things that you were struggling with to, to, your relationship with peanut, if that makes sense. Like, do you think that you would have ever been as open as you are with your mental health struggles as you are now, if you hadn't had peanut in your life?
2: No, um, I could say that with the utmost confidence that I would still be the person that I used to be. Um, so I I really thank him every day for the opportunity he's given me, um, not only on the internet, but you know, um, finding somebody who's incredible um, and, and the people that I've met throughout, you know, this entire journey. Um, I started to do TikTok lives because of my anxiety and people would be like, why are you in a hoodie? And why are you in sweatpants? It's 90 degrees outside. I'm like, well, um, if I'm really going to be honest with you, I have really bad anxiety sweat and talking in front of people has always been like a really, really tough thing for me. So I figured I could be able to share peanut and also, um, you know, work on myself And so I was able to do that. And the amount of love and support that came back my way was so incredible that it gave me the confidence and the courage to continue to do it. And um, that's what I kind of just go on and every day thank everybody who's, you know, reached out or just spread love or spread peanut um, and enjoyed the content for what it is. Um, Because you do get a lot of people that reach out and say, you know, I'm having a really bad day and peanut put a smile on my face. And that's kind of what I continue to you know, lights the fuel to do this because it is a lot of work. And I think people don't understand that, um, you know, you have to be on your phone 24 seven and you have to find a way to branch away from being on your phone because you're going to ruin your relationship. You're going to ruin friendships. um, Your social life is really going to take a deep impact. If you're so focused on social media, Um, regardless of how many followers you are, I think today's world is you go out and you see people on dates and they're both their heads down in their phone. And, you know, it's a tough time to live without technology. But at the same time, you know, you have to be able to put that stuff aside and, and be a human being.
0: Definitely. So, there are so many um, downsides to it.
2: It's it's stuff like that that I like to you, touch
0: on. From your story earlier, it sounds like Peanut knows you know, when you're angry. Does Peanut know when you're sad? You know, those moments where you are having a bad day. He does. He does. He
2: he does, and it will literally turn my mood completely around because he will come, and he does this, like, little bunny hop, which is the cutest thing in the world. Um, and he'll come over and, like, play attack my hands and do this bunny hop when I'm really down. And it just kind of lightens me up, and we just, like, do this little play wrestle. And uh, he'll just come and snuggle, and he'll sit and watch sports with me on my lap. And those are the moments where I'm like, wow, you know, I did make a really big impact on this animal, and he's made an even bigger impact on me. And I kind of I touch on this as much as I can that you know he has changed my life in so many ways, in so many positive ways um, that I can't even explain it. Um, you know, it's it's weird enough to be like, hey, I have a squirrel, but. For me to explain that this role has changed my entire life is a whole different, you know. It's it's love and support I never thought I would ever have.
1: Well, you're changing a lot of people's lives, though. Too, it sounds like through through your platform and and peanuts touched a lot of people's lives as well. Um, we we do have some some final questions to ask you that are a little bit more hard hitting, though. So. I I hope you're ready. Of course. I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. If Peanut could commit a crime and get away with it, what crime would he commit?
2: He he would be a, a bank robber. <laughs> he would be a grocery store robber. He would own his own avocado farm, and and the, that's he his would run thing an a- is, avocado cartel. I'll come home from the grocery. Store. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, here's the thing about and avocados. One, if I come home and I got new avocados, he will bite into them and run away with this big avocado and he's not to run away with it. And he won't give it back to me, he'll hide it in his nest. So I'll try to jump everywhere with the avocado. The second Part to this, because I know 1,000% it would be something involved in illegal avocado <laughs> activity, is like the avocado would be perfectly ripe for him to eat it. If it's too ripe, he'll throw it on the ground. He won't even put it back down. He'll throw it on the ground so it splatters everywhere. Um, and then he'll jump on me and wipe his face, the avocado-filled face, all over me. And it's mostly when I'm about to go to work and it's on my shoulder. And now I have to explain why I have avocado on my dress shirt. Um, so it's definitely that. It
1: sounds like we need a. I, I just finished watching Narcos and I, I feel like they need a new season now with, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> Peanut running you know, the it's, avocado. It's so funny that you just
2: like, this is a perfect, perfect idea for my next video. Um, I'm just going to get a ton of avocados and put them on his picnic table and come into the house. And he's just got like all of his buddies like surrounded in a, uh, like a mobster type. I by, love it. Like meeting. So great, this is great. perfect.
1: <laughs> um if if peanut had a human voice, what do you think he would sound like and can you do the impersonation for us? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the funniest thing. So the dodo gave him a British accent. So we did a video where he did a day in the life with peanut and they spoke with a British accent for him. He is a meatball Italian <laughs> from New York. That is it. Well,
0: I love it. it. The, it's my favorite.
2: The, uh, yeah. The hay over there and like the, the flip back hair and the gold <laughs> necklace, the, the peach flies on your chest. That's 1000% him. It's, it's Hands so down. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know. Um, what and what show does Peanut like to binge watch?
2: Ooh, this is a good one. It's definitely Shits <laughs> Creek because I force him to watch that. Um, if I could have best friends, it would be that entire <laughs> cast. Um, I I I grew up like in a strong Italian family where emotions weren't really a thing. I played hockey my entire life and I apparently come off as like somebody who looks tough. I am the complete opposite. Um, The only time I've ever cried in a TV show was when that show ended and he sat with me while I cried. So (laughs) um, he's definitely watched that a handful of times, mostly because. of.
1: And I feel like I know the answer to the next question or I'm just, I'm going to like envisioning it in my head now based on a couple of your answers now. (laughs) What celebrity would Peanut be most like in real life?
2: Oh, this this is a tough one. If it's the attitude, I feel like he would be on the
0: I that's what I was gonna say. (laughs) It's my favorite show, so that's the best possible answer.
2: He would one thousand percent fit right in with the attitude. And he's the, the new Polly Walnuts. And I can't. Take yeah, I, I <laughs> one thousand um, percent. He's got the attitude. He has no problem stepping up when there's a problem. Um, it's just like he owns this house, and he knows that I am only here to, to pay and be the <laughs> chef and be the chauffeur and maintain this house. You're basically
1: B- Bobby Bakla.
2: We know it. I know it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love him. it. Well, I feel like Do this is cheese. your next so content funny. idea too. We got to, you got to incorporate some of the Italian I gold chains him. if he'll let you put them on him at all. Or, uh,
2: <laughs> I so um, I made him a little waffle chain. So I got the little mini waffles and I put like, I went to, I went to Party City. I got a necklace. I made him a necklace. So these gold chains will be no problem. I'll get some pasta on the table. There'll be some nice homemade red sauce. It's be I love it.
1: Well, this, this has been so such funny. a joy to talk with you and, and just to hear, I mean, we can, I can feel it through the the screen of just how much you love him and how much he's changed your life. And it's just great to to see um, you both changing the world together.
2: I appreciate that. And again, thank you so much for having us on the show. Um, it means the world to be able to, you know, talk to some incredible animal lovers and spread some, some of his story. Um, and just, just talk about that. Like there are people out there that have a substantial amount of followers that aren't the jerks. Everybody perceives them to be. Um, I know the the, number of um, people doing it for themselves is a lot higher than the people actually doing it for um, other reasons. But that's what I like to do a lot. Um, You know, spreading his story and spreading like our goals and stuff has always been really important to me Um, because, you know, in the beginning of this um, I took it to heart a lot about what people said about, you know, Peanut and me and and the entire story. But again, you can't win everybody over. Um, But just to be able to explain, you know, what we're doing and and how much joy he's bringing is it means the world to me because people do change uh, their perception of of what the channel is about. Um, If they just give, you know, two minutes of their time to just talk about something and they're like, oh, wow, that's the complete opposite of what we were thinking. Um, And I've been able to to do a lot of interviews where it happens like that, where I've literally been called a douchebag. And they were like, we thought you were going to be a real big douchebag on this interview. Turns out you're actually a kind of okay guy. I was like, thanks for the backwards compliment. I guess I'll take that as a win.
1: So there are people that surprise you. You know, in the sense of where you just like you don't expect. I didn't think he was going to be a douchebag. I didn't. I didn't get that sense at all because any guy that saves a squirrel has to be a good person <laughs> and makes that squirrel there. There, there, there's definitely something good about that person. But I didn't realize how much charity work he's done with his page. And you know, it's it's just so nice and refreshing to see someone using their platform in such a positive way. That is really geared towards just trying to make the world better um, in any right. way and that not, they can. You know, just better for the animal.
0: Obviously, he's a huge source of information and tips for people who are encountering injured squirrels, rehabilitating them. You might want to raise one, but then all of this content has such an impact on non-squirrel, you know parents as well And just the fact that he's got waffle wednesday i think is so sweet and wonderful and to make time the way that he does not just mm-hmm. for peanut but for other people it, it is rare you know people don't make a lot of time for anything these days
1: well and when he was talking about too i mean his uh, he was so open with his own personal you know struggles that he's had and and i think You know, social media, we sometimes can, it can be a cesspool of negativity and I have to limit my time on certain platforms to, because I notice how it's impacting me in a negative way where I'm like, oh, why do I feel bad? This is, I'm like angry for a certain reason or sad for a certain reason. But when you see people using social media in this way, it kind of gives you a little bit of hope and you're like, okay, maybe this world isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be and he's when he was talking about the you know the side of men's mental health and how it's something that isn't typically talked about or it's just now really getting more into the conversation of men being able to express themselves and be more open um the fact that a squirrel <laughs> pushed him to get there is i mean that is incredible right and it just continues to drive home for me how important animals are in our day to day lives that we take for You're granted. You're right,
0: though. I will say, I think Peanut is um, as far as New York squirrels go. I think Peanut's a little unique. You know, my experiences with squirrels, especially the um, the Madison Square Park squirrels. Have you ever been to Shake Shack, Anya? Madison Park. Have you ever been up there? Um, I have not. You have to go. I you have, have to get not. a Shake Shack order, and then you have to sit next to Shake Shack on the benches, and you will meet some of the most aggressive squirrels of your life. Like they will fight you for your French fries. So I think I think peanuts peanuts the nice well, guy. Well, it sounds for a New like it sounds.
1: Yeah, but it sounds like Peanut could throw That's hands true. if he wanted to, based on what he That's told true. us. So you know, we all I think we all have a little fire, Gobble Tony Soprano waiting to come listen. out. <laughs> I've 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 seen you, Julia. When you get fiery, I I would not want to get on the wrong side. You should side see of me at you, the Rangers so, games. You know, I. You should see me on the subway <laughs> right now. All right, I am. <laughs> I think the subway needs that. I need Peanut to teach me. I, I need I, I need Peanut to teach me some some of his moves. Maybe I should get a tail and let it start. I, flickering. I don't think that will help
0: your. <laughs> your cause on the subway, Anya, but we can try. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, like I, I learned a a lot from this and I will say like my number one question would have been like rabies. Like I just associate them with animals that have mm -hmm. strange diseases because they're outside and they're rodents. But that's now like, I've like removed that from how I think about squirrels. And I also peanuts.
1: You're gonna stop gonna judging start, yeah, squirrels. Yeah, I'm gonna stop now. judging
0: them. I'm not gonna feed them peanuts because it's not good for them. But yeah, I, I, I would, I would get a squirrel if Smudge would be nice to it, but he won't.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ruthie. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, she, she would have a field day. <laughs> I Yeah, so I, I don't want to end this on any note of, you know, what Ruthie's favorite treat might be. But in honor of the Italian oh squirrel. <laughs> yeah. We are never going to get a table at Rouse ever for Wait. that. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> um. If you want respect, you got to give respect. And I think that is what Mark has taught us about animals and particularly about squirrels. You got to respect them. You got to show them love. They'll love you back if you're nice to them. And for everyone that tuned in, thank you for listening. Support us on Patreon, follow us on IG and TikTok at The Fur subscribe to our newsletter, rate our podcast, show it a little bit of love there, and we shall get <laughs> squirrely next time. <laughs>